Yo, just a very quick note from Jack here, just to say, Geraint will sound a little bit rough, but only for the first 10 minutes, and after that, things should pick up a lot, so please bear with us. Cheers, everyone. Oh, yeah, just just because, like, we'll probably it will become old news and we'll never address it, but, uh, hang on, I know... <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Opposing the, the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left are famous for cannot tolerate any dissent whatsoever. We know who the hard left are, who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. It's a hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that is a hard left wing position. Hard left, the 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 hard left, some farmers and this was like the straw that broke the camel's back they had something called specialty milk does anybody know what that is right you know a lot of people it's a small little grouping of milks specialty milk but this was the final straw. and i met some people and canada finally did it to them like they did it to everybody else and they raised the tariffs massively they made it impossible they tried to take over that business too along with all of the other dairy products where it was just massive and horrible what they did. And that really got me going. The little specialty milk, specialty products, a small portion, but you know what? That was it. And we have a great deal. The USMCA is a great deal, and I'm very honored to have done it. But it was all because of specialty milk and the way you were taken advantage of by Canada. You know, they have the wonderful, oh, Canada. We love to hear the song, right? But let me tell you, they are very tough, and they've taken advantage of our country for many, many years. And I will tell you this, they're not so happy now, but at least they got a deal. So, what you need to do, Donald, you need to focus on the bread and butter issues. The ordinary working person of the flyover states cares about. And that issue is, of course, the milk. Donald, the Canadians, they have been selling your beautiful country off great America short. They have been ripping you off, Donald, with this specialty milk. It is an Outrage! You must stop it at once! This, 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 these Canadian swindlers, the Michael and Us podcast, the, the Justin Trudeau hard left, I have gone too far, Donald. I demand you take on the scourge of the specialty milk at once! <laughs> just, uh, honestly, incredible. I, I, I... I just tweeted that obviously Joe Biden is his third run for president and his first one famously fucking got torpedoed because he plagiarised Neil Kinnock's speech. The fallout from that ended his campaign which had been going well. Leon.
Mm. And I think Donald Trump's made the same fucking mistake. Just take a shit centrist Labour MP, although albeit one of a, a higher calibre than Neil Kinnock in this case. <laughs> and oh yeah, just just do a mad rambling speech about transport of milk across borders and, and this sort of thing. Yeah, we had something no, no called noticed. specialty milk. Say this, Donald. It's a small little grouping of milks, specialty milk. But this was the final straw, and I met some people, and Canada finally did it to them, like they did it to everybody else. I mean, the man's been trying to get influence in American politics for a long time, you know, <laughs> setting up meetings with Nancy Pelosi and all this, and he's sort of got his wish in a monkey's paw sort of way, isn't he, you know? <laughs> he's now the power behind the American throne, but with a president he despises. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Gapes respects the, the office. To despise. Look, the office oh. for the presidency of the United States, the leadership of the free world, is much more important than whatever one in individual occupies that role i think you know the gapesian worldview uh it's almost slightly I, socialist yeah it's not not about the, the individual it's about beautiful united states of america and its divine yeah. right to crush the people of developing nations uh, into the ground like a kind of nato socialism yeah <laughs> developing yeah, nations of course like canada who uh, america <laughs> is gonna fuck now hold out for the coup up there boys luke and will solid oh. Solidarity, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, I'm, I'm enjoying Trump's kind of mediocre stand-up comedian type framing of his of his speech. Oh you know, yeah, they, they got the, the specialty milk that they have now. You know, <laughs> what, what's the deal with this airline specialty milk? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like there have been some very funny Donald Trump clips recently. Can't say that about Joe Biden. I think there was a period where I'm people the... were saying, "Oh, mm. he's actually getting almost as funny as Trump because he's got." De- dementia so badly (laughs) he's really such you know he's suffering so debilitating from the horrible illness of alzheimer's that it's incredibly funny but i don't think that he's fulfilled that promise i think the funniest thing that the democrats have put out was that stephen stills billy porter video of them doing for what it's worth over weird green screen background (laughs) from the democratic convention (laughs) That, that was funny but joe biden was nowhere to be seen probably the best way around in this campaign but I've just had a thought we've been hammering on for ages about all these change UK refugees getting their new big private sector jobs you know (laughs) from working for a water board working for the fucking debt collectors lobby group working for direct for the actual lobbying firms themselves that subcontract themselves out mm. we've obviously had tom watson this week <laughs> going to work for fucking paddy power after spending about six years slagging them off at every opportunity um well sorry just on tom watson saying, you know how we're gonna get into left out again in a minute and how tom watson mm-hmm. is portrayed in that book is just a shiftless idol for fucking frankly just lazy cunt and you know matt's our cousin always used to say to us oh you know tom watson uh, for all his flaws that's uh, obviously a watered down version of Quite what was there. said yeah. but for all his flaws like he's on board with like the gambling reforms that Matt has proposed and that is clearly yeah. just because he was just relieved that somebody was putting the work in where he didn't have to <laughs> Yeah. Every time we've had this conversation, and there's always one more new name that's got some big lucrative grim private sector job, yeah. we've always been thinking what about Gapes? What's he biding his time for? What's he holding out for? <laughs> 
What if he's one of Trump's speechwriters? What if he's a sort of top or second tier campaign manager for the presidential campaign? <laughs> what if he was holding on for the really, really big seats, you know? Well, he did say he'd been writing, didn't he? I mean, he alluded to mm. a book in one tweet, but a lot of them were a lot more kind of uh, nomic, which, as as I have uh, argued on Twitter, actually means of or pertaining to gnomes. But even in its, uh, in, in its non-gnome <laughs> pertaining definition what Gates was saying was extremely nomic he was just like I need time to think and write I think that was when he flounced off Twitter and posted a picture of himself walking out into the cold looking like he was never going to come back (laughs) the snow whipping at his chapped face but no clearly what he was writing was some fiery rhetoric for again the leader of the free world the man that gapes or the office that gapes reveres above all else i just have to say it might gapes on the world stage we've always had that brilliant thing where every few months some big american podcast or a political journalist would be like what the fuck <laughs> they've got this mp called mike yeah, gapes. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's his name <laughs> imagine the whole country waking up one day and just like yes mike gapes is an important person to you now you need to know all about mike gapes I'd love it. It would feel like our our darling firstborn son has gone to university, you know, and we're seeing him flourish. <laughs> like we're, being, we, we're attending his graduation. We could finally crack that American market for the Patreon subs as well. Yeah, well, there was that fantastic tweet, like, ages ago, where just some American, I think, added Mike Gapes, just like, is your name really Mike Gapes? And he replied, just like he quote tweeted, like, yes, unlike you, I don't hide my identity. <laughs> Which is just so similar to like the classic. Well, it's classic to me that Dan wrote for Gapecast where he turns up to the hotel in Vegas and he he's like, the name is Gapes, Michael Gapes. Don't bother with any of the jokes. I've heard from all before. Very good, sir. Can I take your name? No, it's my name. Can I ask you what your name is, sir? It is Gapes, Michael Gapes. And don't bother with the jokes. I've heard them all before. If Gapes does have any meaningful disagreement with Trump on the politics, it would be Trump on one of his hilarious campaign speeches the other day. He was just like, you know, they were like, where's the war? Where, where, tw- any day now, Trump's going to start a war. Well, where is it? Where, where is the war? And Gapes is just like, yes, that is what I am thinking, Donald. Where is the war? I have waited long enough. <laughs> That's why he's actually like got on board and joined the team now. He's hoping that he can just get a war in even before America goes to the polls. <laughs> Gapes is just pushing really hard. That's why Trump came out and was like, "Yeah, yeah, I wanted to have a sad kill, but the fucking melt fucking general stopped me." And Gapes is just like, "You know, we we could still try." He'll be in the position for like a week, and by that point, he'll be like. Henry Kissinger was a melt. Next. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Alan Dershowitz podcast. The number one podcast for people who are definitely not pedophiles. And we will sue you if you say... (laughs) Fuck. It's already just disintegrated into like Long Island gapes. Yeah, yeah. If if anyone is... uh... 
is, is confused by by this part of the intro. He like literally about five minutes before we started trying to uh, before a few technical issues. I got a, a Twitter alert on my phone. This is how excited I am for Alan Dershowitz's latest I Am Not a Pedophile tweets. Excited to announce the launch of my new podcast, The Der Show. I will be giving you my honest, unbiased, unfiltered assessment of politics, law and life every day on The Der Show. I promise you, you will not be bored. You know what? I don't think we will be bored. <laughs> I, I think a weekly hour of just an extended I am not a paedophile rant would be quite entertaining in its own sick way. I can't wait for his classic, well-rehearsed bon mot, the tried and tested aphorism about how he's never had sex with anyone underage, even when he was underage himself. Just that kind of, like, popping banter. Just the threats to sue whoever's, like, made a joke about him on a sitcom that week. I can't... Yeah, it was probably stress early now that we're not actually going to invite him on our podcast we've got a long list of other people who would be better suited to real politics than than alan dershowitz yeah epstein sorry alan various dead people we might give you a cameo on the gapecasts but not on the main show yeah 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 and you'll be and you will be portrayed with the same voice as richard miller jimothy baker and all other characters portrayed by fff yes by the way, I've never wished uh, I lived in America more than today because I got another Dershowitz tweet alert and there's a call-in element to the Dershcast or oh, whatever the fuck he calls it. Amazing. Imagine just being able to ring him up and like asking him half of a fawning legal question. And Dude, we like, should well, do hey, you're such a fucking paedophile cop. Oh man, we should actually we should call in to Alan Dershowitz's show. Plan it in advance, obviously. But that would be so funny, and we could like get some great material out of that because we'd clip it for our own show. You'd probably sue us for copyright violation. But... Yeah, that that might not end well, but it would be worth it, I think, for the the, the, like, the, the ten minutes of comedy before we then absolutely shout ourselves as soon as he actually does a summons. Yeah. We just need to stall until he gets sent to jail anyway. We'll be fine. <laughs> it's not the same without him. There's two people I had Twitter alerts set up for, ever. So it, so it tells me on my phone every time they tweet. Mike Gapes and Alan Dershowitz. The two masters of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, when you know it is popping. Those two <laughs> like the shit. Sometimes sometimes I just go on my lunch break or something at work and it's like new tweets from Mike Gapes and Alan Dershowitz. I'm like, oh, fucking <laughs> hell, man. How am I going to concentrate? What's following the Dershowitz like? The um, Dersh. It's pretty much exactly what you'd expect in that well, about a third of his tweets are just his opinions about various stuff. So, for example, the other day it was like new tweets from Alan Dershowitz and I excitedly clicked it. And he was praising the Israel-UAE peace deal, not peace deal, closer relationship deal, and also <laughs> suggesting that they abolish the postmaster general position in America. Both shit political positions, but, you know, they're not what you come there for. It's not him playing the hits. But then the other two-thirds what of his tweets... What other hits is him like, I've never had sex with anyone yeah. underage. As a the matter other... of fact, I've never had sex. The other two-thirds of his tweets are absurdly specific attempts to deny any involvement with the entire Epstein thing. But you can tell he's an absolute top-level lawyer. Some of the ways he's phrasing stuff, it's like he's being so careful to try and 
make it sound broad while actually being quite legally specific and it actually makes mm. you think he's guiltier <laughs> but he, you know, he, he'll just be like he'll just have not tweeted for five days five days he went without tweeting and he's popped out of the blue like is Joffrey crediting Wexter? Joffrey's the woman that's accused him as well as Prince Andrew and others Joffrey yeah. is now crediting Wexter but she has claimed she had sex with Wexner multiple times and that he had her wear Victoria's Secrets type lingerie Wexner denies it does Joffrey now say he is telling truth? I challenge her to respond. She won't. Yeah, I mean, given there's various ongoing legal proceedings, it would probably be a really bad idea to get in a flame war with the professor at Harvard <laughs> Law School on Twitter while that's well, going on. Just generally, yeah. that's probably not a good idea. You know who's got an amazing Twitter presence and tweets primarily about how much he hates Alan Dershowitz? The esteemed American Jewish intellectual Norman Finkelstein, who uh, <laughs> like he's just top a... trolling the other week on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, remember when he tweeted something? It was just like it seemed. It, you saw the tweet, and it just totally out of context. Was just like I watched yeah. my wife and daughter being fucked by Jeffrey Epstein and Alan Dershowitz in front of me. No, it, it wasn't a tweet. It was it was his website. I think he he just put yeah, it up as a thing just... on his website, so and, people and it were linking it tweets it out yeah no but I don't, I don't understand how i guess he posts this stuff on his website and then it just comes up on twitter but yeah. like the other day he tweeted watch the grovelers and sycophants watch the bootlickers and ass kissers watch the cowardly little shits terrified of their own ghoulish shadows sing paeans to each other's bravery and courage <laughs> and i'm like I'm just reading yeah, this one now another another day on the timeline norman i've been there man like <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, that is a feud um, and a half between those two, man. You'll never find two people on Earth that hate each other as much as Finkelstein and, and Dershowitz. Oh, it's yeah, beautiful. he despises Dershowitz. And it's amazing, like, Dershowitz hasn't sued him because he says, like, <laughs> wild stuff about Dershowitz. He probably... Dershowitz is probably suing him right now. There's I mean, another I don't one know. on August 13th, so again, just a couple of weeks ago. And it just starts with, as Professor Dershowitz's slime rating rises into the stratosphere, let's honour the all-round sacks of shit who sang his praises. <laughs> and it just carries on like that. It then just goes on, like, making very specific allegations about Pinker, uh, which is funny as well. On his website, there's, there's, posted, you click on it, there's he... no article, there's just a video. The article is just his title, like, these guys are cunts, and fuck this lot as well. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a blogging well, he style. He kind of uses his, his website, like Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Finkelstein says here, Dershowitz, I'm probably criticising the Netflix documentary about Epstein. Yeah, yeah. He says some stuff, blah, 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 I challenge Epstein, to, uh, I ch sorry, I challenge, ne you can't challenge Epstein to explain Ooh. shit. Uh, <laughs> I challenge Netflix to explain why they didn't play the tape recording as something and Norman Finkelstein has said parodying satirizing Dershowitz's tweet there he says I challenge Netflix to explain why they didn't play the tape recording that confirms my wife and daughter were gangbanged by Jeffrey Epstein and the LA Rams right in front of me while I was wearing my underwear <laughs> are the LA Rams like a football team <laughs> just like the, something like that yeah <laughs> fucking just like the biggest sheep farm in all of LA like <laughs> He was such a sick fuck. He just brought livestock in. <laughs> Fact-finding trip for Ian Austin. <laughs> <laughs> a 
another funny, I mentioned this on our last Patreon-only episode, me and Yair were on, that another really funny Alan Dershowitz thing is, like, there's this TV show, The Good Fight, that's, like, a legal yeah. drama. I talked to Yair about this. They have the Who Killed Jeffrey Epstein episode. And there's this scene in it where they talk to this lawyer who's, like, blah, blah, blah. And, by the way, watch out for Dershowitz. That guy's a real fucking asshole. And when I say he's a real fucking asshole, that is not a statement of fact. That is purely a subjective opinion, blah, 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 blah. And he says this over and over again. But remember, keep an eye out for Dershowitz because he's a slippery cunt. And they'll, and he's like, when I say the guy's a slippery cunt, I mean actually that blah, 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 blah. It's just funny because the character in that scene is just so worried about being sued by Dershowitz. And presumably it's a reflection of how you can only write so many things about Dershowitz in, say, a network TV show without him suing you. He is now suing the good fight. <laughs> <laughs> well Classic. there you go yeah checking in on the Dersh oh but there is actually a third Alan Dershowitz related thing that I kind of wanted to talk about that this put has reminded me of which is that the absolute shithead lord Danny Finkelstein no relation I believe to Norman Finkelstein yeah was going off at Abby Wilkinson because in the past she has brought attention to the fact that Danny the Fink, as his Twitter moniker reads, you know, is on the board of this extreme right-wing Islamophobic organisation called the Gates, the Gatestone Institute, not the Gapestone Incident uh, Institute. Although that would probably be even more detrimental to peace in the Middle East. Finkelstein had written a piece for the Times where he said, "Moderate isn't an ideological position; it's a temperament. It means being realistic rather than grandiose." reasonable rather than dogmatic, proportionate rather than over the top, listening rather than lecturing. Oh, I saw that. What a cunt. Like, has he read any, <laughs> one, any of his own articles and two, any of his fucking like, co-workers or co-former board members at the very specific racism factory, yeah, apart from the one he works for? Well, of course, moderate doesn't mean any of that. It means being a cunt. It means uh, being yeah. polite while discriminating against people and, and encouraging he, when, us to do the same. When he's, like, listening rather than lecturing, it's like the whole thing is written in the most lecturing kind of tone. Yeah. Uh, so I quote tweeted that with an extremely smug asshole voice. But I guess he was, like, complaining about, uh, people are mean to me, they don't understand the hardships I go through as a member of the fucking House of Lords. Uh, <laughs> and he had a go, like, for Abby's, saying that Abby's singling him out for being on the board of this Islamophobic Gatestone Institute organisation was anti-Semitic and it was because he'd spoken out on anti-Semitism. Probably anyone who doesn't share his conservative politics and repeat, this man is a conservative member of the House of Lords uh, columnist for the Murdoch Times may have objected to the manner in which he framed his criticisms of anti-Semitism and may have objected to parts of his analysis because of ideological disagreements. But no, I'm sure it was just Abby being anti-Semitic. So he went off and uh, it was this, like, literally the most incredible fucking, like, what? You say that my, my opinions on racism are compromised by my involvement in this institution? Well, tell that to Alan Dershowitz, Henry Kissinger, and, like, some other massive cunt. I can't remember who, but, like, I, yeah. of, of all the people... He mentioned, like, four people who are presumably involved in the Gatestone Institute. 
And I, you know, this I was like a, you know, this was like two years ago, right? Is it? Yeah, I, I, I quote tweeted <laughs> it back on the timeline. Oh. I, re- I read about it in some other article <laughs> about his previous beef with Abby Wilkinson and her husband and various other people as well. Oh. And it alluded to this tweet praising Dershowitz, so I immediately, of course, found it and put it on the timeline and got loads of people dunking on the tosser. Right, yeah, because it went fairly unnoticed yeah. at the time, didn't yeah. it? Can we find the tweet? Because I'm there were at the... people yeah, at the time it. saying, like, Dershowitz is a creep, what the fuck are you doing? He's probably Oh, yeah, quite apart. a lot of people. Yeah, but now there's loads more because the Jeffrey Epstein thing is more... Well, your no. average low-level shit poster is going to have heard of it now, you know? And it's canon have, now. Gonna... Most of the replies are from the last couple of days. But basically, uh, what Finkelstein says in this long thing defending himself, he says... The idea that because I address Gatestone, I am a racist scumbag would have to apply to Jonathan Sachs, to Alan Dershowitz, to Joseph Lieberman, to Amir Tahiri, and a host of others. Jonathan Sachs is definitely like a racist. Oh, 100%. 100%. Not like a racist. I don't know why. That was just me being a millennial saying like that. He is a racist. He is a Uh, racist, yeah. What about Joe Lieberman? What's he all about? He is as right-wing a democratic senator as has ever been. Unpopular for a number of reasons, ranging from being desperate to ban violent video games through to being quite phenomenally pro-Israel and anti-Palestine along with it, even by the standards of American politics. One of the Senate's strongest advocates of the Iraq war. Yeah, yeah. Um, He has backed groups like Christians United for Israel, who called the Catholic Church the Great Whore, and claimed (laughs) that God sent Adolf Hitler to bring the Jews to Israel. So they're not even mainstream pro-Israel opinions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he, he actually mentions Dershowitz in an earlier tweet. He, he, he name-checks Dershowitz twice to defend himself here. He says, um, <laughs> Abby can write to Alan Dershowitz or to Amir Tahiri. She can not recommended, to... by the way. Don't yeah, write to yeah, Alan yeah, Dershowitz. Yeah, don't write to Alan Dershowitz. He'll probably sue you. He mentions the names in the other one, but he adds an additional name. She can complain to Joseph Lieberman. Or to Henry Kissinger or Jonathan Sachs. She can ask them about member of the community, Henry Kissinger, for fuck's sake. She can ask them about Gatestone too, but she went after me. Yeah, I don't know. I think, to be honest, Gatestone is pretty low down the list of the historic crimes that I would ask Henry Kissinger about. I think Henry Kissinger would not have heard of Gatestone and would be wondering what resources it has, can we take them? You know, Willard Foxton Todd, sorry, I mean John Carroll Lynch, uh, particularly his twisty the clown character from American Horror Story. You know, he says that we're like some bargain basement chapo, but that's so untrue. Like, the true and non-influence has been felt much more clearly in recent episodes, I think. Yeah, definitely. He's not not really up on his left podcast. We we rip off entirely different ones these days, you know. (laughs) It comes comes in phases. Well, I mean, just while we're blowing off steam, I think I mentioned on the timeline, my one encounter with that guy was on some Facebook status Abby Wilkinson posted, and I don't know if she was, like, slacking off liberals herself or something, but he was, like, in the comments, like, being a fully fucking paid-up Tory himself, who's just written some dog shit, like, right-wing articles about how anti-austerity protests just like a load of hot air about nothing. He was like fulminating in her replies on Facebook about how when people on the left 
say that liberals are like bad blah 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 liberals etc if they really want to say libtard and i'm like nah nah i mean i'm not a fan of the liberal political tradition myself most people i know don't use the the, the latter part of that pejorative in any context like the lib bit is the problem there the mm. other bit that's not something i hear on the left at all fucking liberalism as a concept outdates the word libtard by several centuries and has established meaning and established attention with the hard left always has you know <laughs> yeah it's I've not got... like oh someone goes fucking liberals you know I, again that means they must be a trump supporter masquerading as a leftist or not realizing the similarity you know no that's not how it works yeah this, this guy for context was like a card carrying member of the conservative and unionist party up till 2016 17 something like that oh is he not anymore uh, apparently not no uh, when the tories were butchering people with their austerity mm. program that was all good for, with him you know all the protesters were a bunch of wankers yeah but now well, I mean, well, they've done the brexit austerity really good but the specific means by which they've delivered brexit the bridge too far gotta starve people with with honor and dignity yeah i mean you know enough of our uh our our feud with this particular circus entertainer anyway you know we can get into more more of that that particular profession as this episode progresses and 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 i'm sorry for impugning the virtue of john carroll lynch as well who i think is one of america's great character actors wonderful roles in fargo that film the invitation where he plays some creepy guy who turns up at a dinner party like yeah great actor so i'm i'm sorry yeah, yeah no, i'm sorry john carroll lynch you don't deserve to be associated with willard foxton todd <laughs> i'm trying to think of like what his head reminds me of who it reminds me of but i can't quite place it but he used to pop up on the fucking facebook feeds of some of my friends like when i was at university which is roughly a decade ago or just under for the most part and he had the exact same head then when I think he was probably 28, 29 years old. <laughs> like the exact same, like almost totally bald. Looks like a kind of enforcer in a, in a really bad Guy Ritchie knockoff. <laughs> but like he carries himself like, I'm the nice Tory, honest. Are they born like this? Yeah, I think there's definite <laughs> shades to the man's aesthetic of uh, the, the, the indistinguishable Neil Coyle and Ian Murray. Yeah. Men who are are politically, morally, spiritually, as well as physically Mm -hmm. bald. Yeah, if you were going purely off their avatars, you'd you'd probably be less willing to get into a fight with Willard Foxton than you would with those potato-headed MPs. He'd he'd get out his action figures and and jab you with with their arms or legs. (laughs) Isn't he a big fan of some some pursuit like that i've already had to say this to josie that no friendly fire here i used to be into that shit and i've joined a series of games of it with my sister and some of her friends just recently so he's one of the bad ones well all right i don't you see i don't have a problem with with you know such deviant practices myself it's just yes, got him on the back foot here. in fact i mean <laughs> I, I in fact I, I would like to commend i don't know if it was you yourself but somebody even got some like juicy info on willard fox Todd's online behavior, thanks to being on a forum like yeah, that wasn't me, but I think dedicated I saw what you're talking to yeah, yeah. to yeah. these action figure uh, things and 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 so on uh, with 
him. So, so of course I have no problem with, again, the sick, perverted pursuits. If they bring in these kind of juicy Gabriel Pogrind and Patrick Maguire type scoops. Was yeah, that a good yeah. segue or what? Nice, nice segue. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. It's really good, yeah. So our least favourite account on Twitter, at Xstrategist, responded to some bizarre tweet about oatcakes. How do you like your oatcakes, Steve? To Steve Howell. He said... Anyone who thinks Grace Blakely should be sent into former pit villages should find the footage of her trying to shut down an interviewer asking Ian Lavery how oh. sick miners came to buy him a house without their knowledge. Let it go, um, you boring cunt. Yeah. Jesus. What I liked is that he obviously brought up former pit villages, and you just said anyone who thinks ex-strategist slash Gosborn genius should be sent into a pit should mash that damn like button last I saw I had like 60 likes on his original tweet I had like one. Oh yeah you got like <laughs> his tweet has no fucking likes man it's got two retweets and comments right. yeah um, I, I, I got four, four retweets and 73 likes on the one just saying he should be thrown down a pit basically yeah. he's, got, he's got two quotes which me and Stoke City FC Josh who is another friend of the show both dunking on him. <laughs> Josh, in fact, specifically saying would be interested in the percentage of complaints-free harassment in the Labour Party that could be traced back to the person behind this persona. It would be very high, I guess. A toxic high. That's the only two reactions he got, apart from about six replies. I think I've started some false news about that account <laughs> a couple of months ago, about X-Strategist, about who it is. Why do you think that? Well, I think it's a legit theory, and there's a reasonable chance it is him. But ultimately, someone suggested it to me, and I was like, really? And then they were like, no, I'm just guessing. But I thought it would be funny to just accuse him of being that guy anyway. And it must have got far more of my followers seeing it than he'd normally get in the replies to some boring bastard. Because <laughs> every time he tweets Duncan on the left now, some people who follow me just call him call him by that name and just assume it's him. But the fact he never addresses it makes me think it's more likely to be him. Because... Yeah, it might be Gapes. He just sees mm. people calling him Mike and he's like, oh, oh, they have rumbled me! Oh no! Miller! I need you to set me up a new alt! Wait, no, it's Miller's, not Gapes. Uh, Gapes, Gapes does it for sport. This guy's yeah. just properly... Gapes, Gapes is most better, but 24-7. Gapes does it under his own ridiculous fucking name. Mike, if you're listening, please unblock me. I, 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 <laughs> I, <laughs> you got blocked you, you've blocked by me, Gapes. You, you've blocked me once and you unblocked me because you enjoyed the banter so much. <laughs> I don't know why you did, but maybe it was when he, he was went through his phase of a fan of the show, you know, when he listened to the one episode and decided we were all from Hull. <laughs> anyway, I think we've pretty much addressed, like... Signing off. We've spent longer. We've literally spent longer on the wrap up than we've got actually successfully recorded from the original recording. Well, that's section. the thing. I didn't even have any notes for the first one, so it's just kind of like mm-hmm. when you actually have notes, then mm-hmm. you, you've got the notes in addition to what your mind is coming up with in the moment, and that's yeah. just so much stuff. That's why it's best not Cause... to have notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The lesson from this is never prepare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I think we should call it a terrible lesson today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right.
I'm fucking relieved that you actually when when you were like oh no I was like oh shit he hasn't recorded it has he <laughs> no no it's been glad. recording the whole time and I was checking every 10 minutes or so just so if it did cut out like it did for me like two months ago or whatever I'd notice quickly yeah man I just noticed speaking of cucks I just saw this thing from Brian Cox not the the good actor who supports the SMP but uh the, Brian the, Cucks yeah Brian Cox the dickhead, the dickhead fucking scientist guy I don't discuss my the one with the eugenicist wife yes I don't discuss my politics other than to say as I said before I voted for all three main parties in my time <laughs> change UK <laughs> spring the party and and renew. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm, I'm so gutted that spring the party never happens. Because fuck the beating the fox to death in his kimono with a baseball bat. That <laughs> blueprint for a political party was the high point of Jolie and related comedy, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> there's another thing from Brian Cox saying he's a subscriber to the Telegraph, which I don't have a funny joke about. It's just laughable on its yeah. own. <laughs> it's not really surprising. I mean, between the members of his family, there's someone that agrees with pretty much all the parts of their editorial line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I what was it I was thinking of? Nah, I don't think it's relevant to this particular conversation. I can't remember what I was thinking, but it was like the other night. I was just like, you know what? Unlike most of these fucking businessmen, these fucking people don't do shit, but Rupert Murdoch, he actually works really hard making the world worse every single day. I can't, I can't. <laughs> it was something about capitalism. Yeah, no, sorry, it was me and Yair are going to talk about some movies on Sunday. But we're talking about Norman Jewison, who's a non-Jewish director, who, who directed Fiddler on the Roof. He did this film called Other People's Money, and this is what I was thinking. I'm saying this now so I don't forget it. But Other People's Money is quite good in some ways. It stars Danny DeVito as this, like, capitalist bastard from Wall Street who's, like, buying <laughs> up a mom-and-pop organisation. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is that Gregory Peck's character, who's like the small business owner, is like a millionaire and stuff, and he is like literally the business owner. So its conception of class is so American because the stuff about like this new kind of rapacious capitalism of the eighties is pretty bang on. But like essentially, you're not rooting for the workers in this company who are losing out because of its corporate acquisition by Danny DeVito. You're rooting for the owner of the company, played by Gregory Peck. And like so, I guess where the flaw of its analysis, which is pretty spot on about like the way that capitalism developed in the 80s i'm trying to rush through this but so you can go the thing is that obviously capitalism kind of did work for the average worker better in britain or in and in america prior to the 80s but it's not like capitalism was great and it's not like capitalism being good is capitalism working because capitalism is all just about extracting profit for the least amount of work on your own (laughs) part and that is how i thought well you know what unlike these lazy fucks like this danny devito character who don't actually do anything they just make money richard murdoch works really hard again it is all bad stuff (laughs) he has never done anything good in his life he gets up every day and he makes the world worse but (laughs) but he works hard to do it so that's admirable so if you're an old school capitalist i think if you want your capitalist to actually put in some graft to make his money 
I think Rupert Murdoch is your man, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Long story short, as I'm sure Gabriel Pogrand and Patrick Maguire would attest, Rupert Murdoch is the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The left out view, the line <laughs> underpinning it all. Okay, and cut. Yeah. Da, da, da. synchronized clap or something to sync up where the recording starts yeah exactly yeah some, some kind of clap uh, yeah. <laughs> what we did on like the very first RP is like yeah said nonce or something <laughs> <laughs> that's every episode you just did it a bit earlier in particular <laughs> yeah alright five four three two one Close enough, that'll do. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got. Re- I, I just got to remember. I came in slightly before you by accident. Got to keep that in mind. Came across the other way around on mine. Yeah, you know, this is like a second delay. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. there's oh, so yeah. that's why it's so it's hard to have like even when I'm editing the conversations to try and make them sound more natural. It's always a simulation because there's always an awkward pause just because yeah. of the nature of doing it over the internet. Um, what Com Radio did when I was on that is they actually got us to all get up at a website with the actual clock on it and clap and on, like on the minute on that one. Oh wow! Yeah, that's far too professional for us. Like, yeah, we've got a reputation to uphold. We're just gonna wing it, but. It's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing. 